Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence From Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lehman, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 63 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And my special guest today is Chelsea, and she's an actor, singer, director, coach, and podcaster. And I brought her to the show today to talk to us about unleashing our greatness, but also in the sense of tapping into a potential, exploring creativity, and bringing us a very fresh new perspective to things that we may or may not have contemplated before. We also talk about something that I consider to be a hot topic, which is how to handle rejection, whether you are a a performer like she is going to auditions or rejection in other areas of life. And I think she has such uh, an important and beautiful way to look at things. So before uh, we get going, let me introduce you to Chelsea. Chelsea is an actor, singer, director, coach, podcaster, and lover of all things creative. She created Q2Q, the performer's podcast, to blend her passion for the arts with her enthusiasm for connection and connecting with others. For over a decade, she has been working in performing arts with roles in musical theater, TV commercials, and series, as well as directing. She would also like to make motions that she has loads of experience getting rejected, chasing down paychecks, and singing for her supper. Maybe you can relate. She is living her creative journey with intention, passion, compassion, humility, and laughter, and aims to empower and help other artists unlock their greatness and unleash their creativity in life and art. Without further ado, here is Chelsea. Welcome, Chelsea. I am so pleased to have you on the show today. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Juliana. This is so exciting. That is so, so exciting. And we met under, I always like, if there's a cool story of how we met, I always (laughs) like to kind of like sprinkle it in. And we met in a retreat, right? Where we took time, both of us, for self-care, which is wonderful Mm -hmm. and not something I do often. (laughs) So it was this perfect, you know, scenario. It was a beautiful day and I'm so pleased to connect with you and Excited to have you here today as well. Um, The podcast is all about confidence and different perspectives. And as a performer, and I know you're a fellow podcaster, but also as a singer coach, I think you're going to bring such a beautiful, new, fresh perspective to us. So let's jump right in. And as a performer and somebody that's in front of audiences and which most people consider that out of their comfort zones, Mm -hmm. I would love to hear from you. How do you define confidence? I love this question. Um, And it's one that I've actually thought about um, a lot over the last um, three or four years. Uh, To me, confidence means to belong to oneself. Mm. So no matter what line of work you're in, really, whether you're a performer or not, whether in public eye or not, whatever that means to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, um, if I can say so, women have this, I don't want to say more than, but we have we have a more intimate experience with this is, you know, I had to, a while back, just, I realized how quick I was. And this is why I say I thought about confidence a lot. Um, how quick I used to be to abandon myself Mm -hmm. in times of where I felt unsure of myself or, or, um, abandoning yourself can look like many different things. It can be taking on someone else's opinion for your own opinion, you know, you know, um, for lack of a better word, uh, you know, create too many waves. It could be, um, 
trying something new. It could, you know, it could be so many different things. Yeah. But I feel like to be confident is to, I think we all want a sense of belonging. And yeah. I, I think it has to do with external validation. And when you belong to yourself, you don't need that external validation because you know no matter where you are or where you're going, you won't abandon yourself. It's mm -hmm. about walking and holding your own hand mm -hmm. through life for me. And, and it, you know, I think of sometimes it's that ego is like that teenager who's too cool for their parents and doesn't want to hold their hand anymore. You know, it's like that abandoning, get away from me, mom. I don't want to, you know, that <laughs> yeah. whole, or dad or whever, right? <laughs> you know? Yes, you know? totally. And, but really when you're confident in yourself, you're willing to see yourself in, in your failures. You're willing your, to see yourself and cheer yourself on in your accomplishments, in your vulnerability, when you're not, when you're, especially when you're feeling scared and you're in fear, when you're able to still go, it's okay, no matter what happens here, mm -hmm. I'm still going to love you through it. And if you're able to do that, to me, is that's what's belonging to yourself is. And that, I believe, is what gives someone true confidence. Oh. That unshakable confidence, if you will. I love it. Love it. Such a beautiful perspective. And it actually brings to my mind this quote that I really cherish from one of my mentors that he says, and it was something that he was told by, I think, his mom when he was young, but in a challenging phase in his life. And she said that no matter what you do, you're worthy of love. Mm. And I find that very profound. And I think as human beings and females, like we all have this desire to be loved and accepted for who we are. But yeah, we don't accept who we are a lot of yeah. times, right? It's exactly what he described. Yeah, that worthiness, absolutely. It's that, am I worthy? Looking outward, if anyone could see me, what I'm doing right now. But it's like, <laughs> you know, looking outward, am I worthy? Am I worthy? Am I worthy? Am I worthy? Am I? And it's like about going inside and cultivating. And it really, to me, confidence is a practice. Yeah. It's not a destination. Yes. Confidence for me is a daily, daily practice for me, it is to cultivate that sense of worthiness. It is, it is work for me. And I think for me, the longest time, the belief was like, you just are confident. You know, something that confidence is something you have. Mm -hmm. And what I, and, and maybe that's true for some people, but that has not been my experience. Confidence is something that I have to practice. Right. Belonging to myself is something that I have to practice because for me, it's in those moment to moment in those scenarios where you come, anyone can be confident when people are agreeing with you or when yeah, nothing exactly. is triggering you, right? Yeah. But in those moments, that's where the practice comes in to go, no, I promised I would hold my hand. I promised I would stay true to myself and my beliefs and my mm -hmm. gut and inner knowing, right? Yeah. And and sticking to that is the practice and on the other, and, and that can be quite, you don't feel confident in the moment, <laughs> right? But on, on the other side of that is where you build the confidence muscle, right? Like you cannot Literally. get strong glutes if you're not actually doing the squats. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> exactly. no, nobody loves doing 50 squats when they're doing them, but afterwards that muscle that's built from the practice we all, we love that feeling. We love being strong, right? Well, when we're running yeah. or, or being able to lift heavy things or what have you, right? Um, that's where the confidence comes from is in the practice of it for me. Yeah. I love that perspective. And it's even like when people talk about being introverted versus extroverted, I always seen that as really dependent on the circumstances, right? So if you put me in a place that I'm comfortable with who I'm talking to, I come across as very extroverted, mm -hmm. but there are some specific situations that I am not like, I'd rather be just like quiet on the back, just hearing even though if you meet me in most situations, I'm usually more like somebody that you perceive as more outgoing and, mm -hmm. you know, like from mm -hmm. my family's perspective, like life of the party, but it's very <laughs> yeah. circumstance, you know, yeah. based. And I think that's super confidence as well. Like you said, if people are agreeing with you and stuff, yeah, maybe we perceive it's a bit, a little easier to show up more confident because you're already God, the approval of the room, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's an interesting perspective on looking at it. It's not 
this end goal that you either have or you don't. Mm-hmm. It is a practice. And every single day in their life, you will challenge it in different ways or support it in different forms, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny what you mentioned about the introvert versus extrovert. And uh, being a performer, a lot of times people, people project the extrovert onto uh, creative, like creatives, Absolutely. especially creatives that perform, like that are in the public eye or that are putting themselves in front of people to be watched. Um, and in my experience, um, in all the different performers that I've worked with, it's like any other vocation. You have performers that are extremely introverted. Introverted, by the way, doesn't mean that they're nervous or shy or anything like that. It, for, for me and my understanding of introversion is you know, an introvert starts the day with a certain amount of coins and their interactions that they have with other people, every time they have an interaction, they lose a coin. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. And that extrovert, extroverts start out with zero coins and every interaction they have, they get a coin. (laughs) Right. Right. Right? So, um, you know, I think with performing specifically, one of the misnomers that out there is that we are these, um, extroverts that are like, watch me, watch me, watch me. And and, th- and that can be the case, but there are like in any vocation, if you worked at a bank, right, you'd have all different yeah. sorts of personalities. Well, if you're in a show or if you're on set or if you're in a classroom setting, you're going to have all the colors and everything in between. That's been my experience. And I myself consider myself much like you. Um, I'm very circumstantial driven. Like I... Mm-hmm tend to really flourish in one-on-one situations um, in terms of my comfort level. So my confidence comes out when I feel like I can get to know someone Mm -hmm. um, on an intimate level, when intimacy and vulnerability are at at its core. Um, And I tend to be more introverted or tend to be more drained in like networking or large situations where I don't know people or I feel like I can't show up for whatever reason, and that's not on the event, that's on me, um, mm-hmm. where I feel I can't show up as my authentic self. So, or, yeah. or that I think people think I want something from them. Yeah. Because, and I realize totally that trigger, I feel that that trigger is like the minute I feel I'll be seen as ingenuine, I get really nervous. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, am I lumped in with a bunch of people who are just trying to get the next gig or just trying to? And that's all story. It's not really happening. That's just the story yes. <laughs> I told myself, right? So totally. I become very act- introverted in those cases. And I am very much a, you know, a fly on the wall at those events. And I will find the one person to talk to. I will talk to a few people and that's it. I'm not going to be going from circle to circle, introducing myself and all those sorts of things. Now, that's something, Same. again, I've had to practice because yeah. it's ultimately – I do have a goal of getting to know more people and to get better known in the industry. So that's not necessarily the best plan of attack to stand all against the wall, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? So I've had to, um, again, practice my confidence and to trust – you know, a, a good friend of mine said, as I was planning my website out, mm-hmm. a branding expert and slash coach of mine, she said, because I said to her, I said, oh, I I don't know. I don't I don't know if I should put that out there. I don't want people to think like I'm ingenuine. I don't, it was, we were discussing something on my website. I can't even remember what it was. <laughs> and she looked at me and she goes, but you're not ingenuine. And I was like, I know, but I don't want people to perceive me as ingenuine. And she's like, you know why they won't? And I was like, why? She's like, because you're not. <laughs> and I was, I was like, you have to trust that who you are is translating to people. Yeah. And that's, again, that trust, it all links into holding my hand, like trusting that that worthiness, that that who I am, that I can hold my own hand and and, and it's okay. Whatever mm-hmm. I show up as will translate to to others in, in yeah. its genuineness and its authenticity. Um so I had I had a re- I for a long time had a real fear of being not seen as authentic or or genuine and I think that had to do with some of that junk noise that background noise I had about being a performer and um and and um you know coach and all the things uh but about being someone who wanted all the attention. Mm, so that's I really see. what the yeah. story was about. It was about oh I don't want you to think I want all the attention. 
right? Yeah, and absolutely. It, and, and so I had a I had a little bit of residue from whatever story I'd been told uh, about performers and, and what they are. So I was judging my own vocation in that in that sense. So I had to look at that and undo that. So I appreciate mm-hmm. what you're saying around introversion and extroversion. Um, I tend to be circumstance, and I think most of us are. I think yeah, I, I would think, think labels. So yeah, yeah. I think those labels can be kind of confusing sometimes um, because I think we 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 deal in energy as humans hey there are you a woman over 40 who wants to release excess weight but keep self-sabotaging your progress if you were tired of all the all you need is more willpower advice then i created just a free training for you set aside 60 minutes today and i promise you it will be worth your time I will go over the three main mindset shifts you need to make if you want to release weight for good, which does not rely on willpower. I will review to you why the strategies that worked in your 20s and 30s don't seem to work anymore, and I will also show you which hormones play a big role in weight release once we turn 40 and beyond. This is a value-packed masterclass, and it is for you if you want to discover my step-by-step system to help you regain your energy, get rid of cravings, and get back into alignment with your body. And of course, drop some pounds too. All you have to do is go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash free training to watch this on-demand masterclass or just send me a DM on Instagram for the link at naturally.joyous. So again, it is naturallyjoyous.ca slash free training. And topic specific as well, right? Like Mm -hmm. things that are, you know, I call them like your high priorities or your value structure. Mm-hmm. And I say that with my husband, that he's a very shy individual. For most people, he's definitely an introvert. But when you talk about politics, sports, he can talk for hours, right? right, right. Like even if he lost the room, he keeps going. But it's a beautiful thing because it's mm-hmm. so high in his values and what he reads about and cares about. Whereas I have very different interests, right? So in something like that, I'll be a complete introvert because I don't have a lot to contribute even in those topics, right? So mm-hmm. I think it has a little bit of that as well in terms of what is the topic. But when you say like in performance that you are more in your element, right? Um, something you're saying just that made me think that even like from an integral authenticity, even if you are saying a networking event and you are mm-hmm. kind of more quiet, I think that is how you're keeping your integrity. That's how you're keeping yourself genuine, right? If mm-hmm. you're not feeling the vibes of being the center of attention in that specific scenario. Yeah. I think I'd like to clarify that. I think that's the story I would tell myself mm-hmm. that I'm in integrity and that I'm actually just an introvert. But but ultimately, like if I were to really like cut the noise, cut the BS and really listen to my heart, I think we all want to be seen. Oh yeah. For I think we, we I think on a on a deep, mm-hmm. deep level, I think humans really do want to be seen and acknowledged and heard. And we don't have to play the cool kid card of like, I don't need that. I don't need validation. Yes. You know, you know, um, <laughs> we do need to learn to validate ourselves. Absolutely. But in those moments, if I'm really, I'm just, it's that little child in me that's scared to be like, not a cool kid or, yeah. you know, what, whatever, like, you know, you know mm-hmm. it's, it's those moments of just being like, okay, like I'm doing this as a coping mechanism, not as a strategy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm getting through the event. I'm getting through the thing. Right, it's a cope. Yes. It's not my truest self, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Right, totally. it's not sense. the self that I'm bringing here right now, where I feel very comfortable speaking with you one on one. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that, and it's so true. And I really resonate with that. And I think so many women do, and especially my audience. Right, that you know, in the weight loss industry, I think there's so much, and my mission is to change that perspective and that conversation. And mm. this is part of why we're all here. But I think there's so much information about, you know, 
changing your physique in the sense that they're trying to get rid of parts of themselves as opposed to accepting all of themselves. Right. So yeah, like the fear being seen is a real tangible, you can (laughs) touch it, you know, in the space. Right. So I think this conversation is super relevant and I really love your take and perspective on it. You're so eloquent as well. Um, now I wanted to bring it to creativity. Yeah, sure. Cause I know it's something that you're amazing at, and I think it's such a nice angle and I'm really curious actually to hear from you. What is your creative process? Like, how do you make creativity tangible for you and what do you do? Hmm. So I do like many, uh, women and humans, men alike, um, I do many different things and we wear many different hats. Um, so for those of you who, who don't know who I am, um, I am, uh, I'm a performer. I'm also, um, a coach, both creatively and a vocal coach. I've been a vocal coach for 20 years. Love the it. creative coaching is, is newer and I'm, I'm loving it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm coaching creatives, um, how to basically, I'm basically like a, a life coach for creatives. Um, and the creatives in general live a different sort of lifestyle and a different sort of life. It doesn't mean that people in, um, I think everyone lives a creative life. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying in terms of the, the artistic side of things, um, finances, all of those things can be up and down and inconsistent (laughs) and rejection runs like crazy. Like imagine you had a job interview five times a week. Exactly. <laughs> and you knew you weren't going to get perfect any Perfect way to say it. Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So, 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 um, I'm really enjoying doing that. Uh, I, I started doing that out of my own personal growth journey and, um, and, and helping others has become a huge part of my life. And, and, uh, I also, um, love podcasting obviously, um, and started that about five years ago. So I'm, I'm, in attempts to bring more creativity, connect the creative community uh, as artists and talk about really vulnerable things that don't necessarily get talked about. I think, again, one of the misnomers about performance industry is that it's like this fast life, like, you know, you're going to events and parties and people and everyone's really loud. And it's actually um, can be, can have those moments, don't get me wrong, but can be quite isolating. Yeah. Um, It's a very self-driven, self-motivated, can be can be kind of lonely. So, um, but we experience a lot of the same things. So I started the podcast to, to do, um, to bring the community together, to encourage each other to grow and take risks and feel a sense of community. So yeah. all that being said, your question about creative, creative process, um, my creative process is one is more about understanding the nature of creativity itself. Mm-hmm. I am someone um, in the past, and it's something I've worked. I'm still working on, but I, I'm I'm very focused. I'm very driven. I, I have a vision for things, and that can lean itself towards someone who likes to control in terms of like I have this vision, and I have to get this, and I have to do this, and I have to contact this person, and you know the lists and yes. all of that sort of stuff, right? So great for getting stuff done. And and that's definitely a part of creativity or a part of executing rather <laughs> the create the yeah, your creative yeah. ideas. But when you're in creation of something, there's a giving over to or a surrendering to or mm-hmm. a letting go of <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that for myself has to occur. Some people call it, you know, get in flow, you know, thing, things of that yeah. nature. Um and for me specifically, that's my creative process is identifying and understanding that I don't know better than creativity. I don't think creativity, I, I don't think I am creative. I feel like creativity moves through me. Mm-hmm. And as woo-woo as that sounds, love it. <laughs> um, it it has been my experience. And what that's done for me, and when I'm able to achieve that, because it's a relationship, it's always a dance. Uh, mm-hmm. But when I'm able to get in that space, what it does for me is it, it allows creativity to move through me and then therefore it allows me to share my creativity more easily or more readily because therefore it doesn't belong to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
The idea moves through me. So therefore my ego can, can go sit in the corner and have a snack, you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> and there, you know, and therefore when it's on the other, when I, when the product is out there, it's kind of like, well, it's out there. What do you think? Like, I, I just happened. It came through me and then <laughs> yes. I just listened and I did the thing and there it is. And oh my gosh, what do you think? You know? Yes. So it, it's incredibly vulnerable. But again, I go back to that hand holding or that confidence thing mm-hmm. is like once it's out there, it's like the deal I make with myself is I don't make a deal with myself that it has to be good. Mm-hmm. Whatever that means. Yeah. Yeah. The deal I make with myself is I'm going to surrender, let go as much as I can, even though sometimes I'm scared. I'm going to let go. I'm going to let that happen. And on the other side of it, no matter what happens, Chelsea, you're worthy. No matter mm-hmm. what happens, it's valid. No matter what happens, you didn't even know what was going to happen. So how can you take responsibility for something <laughs> that you didn't even know existed 10 minutes ago, an hour ago, a week ago? Yes. Right? Totally. And then while you're creating, so that's like the the birthplace for me, but while you're creating, then you start to shape and mold and do those things. And that's mm-hmm. where that's where it can get tricky, right? <laughs> yes. Um, that's where, you know the ego and the control part of me um, can sometimes come in and, and that's valuable. So I'm learning to invite that part of myself back in, but go, but having that dance between flow and control, like going, okay, now we're going to mold it, but don't, don't get too grippy about it. Don't choke it to death. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Control. Right. And so, so that marriage of, of being in flow and also guiding it, at the same time. Yeah. But initially it's about like giving over. And then eventually you do, if you're going to, you know, put it out there, whether it's a song, whether you're going to have to make choices and decisions. And sometimes those are more uh, intellectually based, more than heart, if you will, heart based or creativity based. Yeah. That making sense? Total making sense. Yeah. Yeah. I love the dance of flow and control. It's almost like the heart and the mind kind of like learning to work together rather than against each other, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely, absolutely. So, and again, that doesn't need to even be in, (laughs) that doesn't need to just be a performing thing. That's a life thing. That's a co-creation in life, right? And that could be, you have, you know, your son or daughter's birthday party and you're trying to come up with an idea. Like it can be something as, you know, simple and as wonderful as that, right? Totally. But think about it. You had, you know, I have my I, like birthday parties. By the way, like when I was a kid, it was like, here's a party hat. Friends come over. Here's a potato sack. Let's do a potato sack race in the backyard. There's a party. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> now I see these kids' parties. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's wonderful. It's like they're they've, the creativity is through the charts, right? Yes. But um, you know, the pressure that some parents can feel to put on these birthday parties. You know, yeah. my friends are, you know, have had kids now and I'm in that stage of life and watching them go through that. And, and it's like, you know, the, it's like, instead of giving over to the creative, what, what do I feel? What do I want the party to be about? They're worried about the parents that are coming to witness the party and that, you know, like, <laughs> yes, yes. You know, that's where the control and the ego, right? So, um, I don't know if that was a good analogy, but that's kind of, totally. it doesn't yeah. have to be for performing. We, we do it every single day, right? Yes, it's a beautiful parallel to like life, maybe not as much in front of the cameras, but still there's always somebody watching, right? So we're always mm-hmm. performing in some way, shape or form. Yeah, exactly. 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 And there's something you brought uh, earlier that I wanted to bring it back and really mm-hmm. talk about. And it's something you said that's like, in my heart, it's like, yes, this is good. <laughs> uh, when you talk about rejection, Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you made that analogy. Imagine going to a job interview five days a week, right? Which is, you know, for most people that are in say more career style jobs, that's probably a terrifying, terrifying <laughs> thought. Uh, but looking at the topic of rejection in general, I would love to explore your perspective on it. Since you have an experience of it, that's maybe a little bit more, I would say intense, right? Than most mm-hmm. people that mm-hmm. don't have a job interview or quotations every yeah, single yeah, day. Yeah. yeah. So talk to us about it, the process of feeling it and how to overcome it. Yeah. And I want to preface, I haven't been auditioning in the last uh, little while as I've been building my teaching and all of that sort yeah. of stuff, but I mm-hmm. was 
at one point heavily auditioning, but just in, in the spirit of true, true transparency. Absolutely. Love um, it. <laughs> so, um, but I, I can definitely still speak to that. Um, cause rejection happens with clients. Rejection happens with yes, students. Rejection, yes. you know, but also, um, you know, I definitely can speak to, uh, auditioning as well. So, uh, rejection. Uh, I can speak to this in a way of someone who's really struggled with the idea of rejection. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is not coming from a place of knowing because I'm amazing at <laughs> dealing <laughs> with rejection. Um, so for me, when I again can get in the space of I'm going to show up and show myself. And if what I have to offer is what they're looking for for this project, we are supposed to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it, it's going to be a, a really great, you know, connection or marriage of of ideas. Yeah. You know? And if I'm not, like if I, if I bring my authenticity and I show my full self and I give over and I go, here I am, take it or leave it. And I don't get the project, then I then I truly have to trust that I don't know better than the people who already know the thing that they're creating. So if they have a show and they're casting a show, and they know what their vision is and they know what's what's going on in in their creative vision, and I and yeah. for whatever reason they may have loved my audition, <laughs> but I'm yeah. just not right, right? And how for me, I think uh, how arrogant in the past I I could have been at some points in my in my life and my career to be like. How dare they? Like, like <laughs> I know better, right? Like I know better. But all, but also, but also on the flip side of that, there are times where I've brought my full self and thought, I'm not, I'm not right for this role. I'm totally okay. Well, whatever. Here I am. And I go and I leave and I think I'm never going to hear anything. And I've booked the job and they go, you know, in that audition, in that, the way you flipped, it was the way in your self tape or whatever, in your audition tape, it was the way you flipped your hair. And I'm wow. like, what? I don't even remember <laughs> flipping my hair. Like, I don't even, I don't even oh, know. Wow. You know what I mean? Yes. So if I had walked in and planned flip hair here, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then turned towards the door, like, no, right? <laughs> so, so there have been times where also I may have not been the type quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes here. I may yeah. have not been the type of person they were looking for initially, but something I did made them think about the role or made them think about things differently. And they went, actually, wait, what you did there was kind of cool, was kind of different and interesting. I hadn't thought about it that way. Right? Mm-hmm. So there's both yeah. sides of those coins. And that kind of makes me think about um, validation. And someone once said to me, and I, I, when she said it, I was like, oh, I'm going to like, I need to tattoo that on my body somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't have any tattoos and I have no plan of getting them, but I have a million, <laughs> I have a million hypothetical tattoos. <laughs> um, so good. But um, is she, she said, you know, labels, get rid of labels, good and bad. It's like people walk around you sticking labels on you all day long. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, if you, if, just as important as it is to to rip the bad ones off you, it's, it's just important to rip the good ones off you as well. What you label in your own psyche yeah, is good yeah. and bad, right? Because ultimately, they're, they are putting you in some sort of box, mm-hmm. ultimately, good or bad. Yeah. So the quicker you can shed the labels that people give you and just go, oh, thanks. Like, if it's a compliment, I absolutely receive it, but then move on. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. that that's something in terms of rejection that has really helped. Yeah. Because for me, rejection a lot of times is like someone validating or not validating the label or story I have for myself. Exactly. Yeah. So in doing that, meditation helps a lot with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Setting intention and, and meditation helps a lot for uh, keeping myself open to what to possibility and who I can become and who I want to become and and to shed those ideas of of self. Yeah, I love that. And especially when it comes to labels, you said something that I find very helpful. And I'm just going to reiterate that 
when it comes to those labels, those very self-limiting labels, Mm -hmm. the perception that I think most people have is that the good labels are worth keeping, but the bad ones not so much, right? Yeah. What you said is brilliant that it's actually both sets of labels, the ones that puts us in pride and the one that puts us in shame, they're equally, I would say, potentially limiting, right? Because if we're really proud, like you said, then we go into the situations expecting an outcome because we know better. And then the chances of disappointment are tremendous, right? That's right. Whereas if those labels are more neutralized and you accept, like you said, go with trust, go from a place of service from your heart, just be you. And if it is meant to be and it happens, wonderful. If not, there's something you're gaining out of it. That's maybe not the job, (laughs) but there's something that you're getting out of it. And it's a complete neutrality between the two polarities that I think I perceive is the sweet spot Mm -hmm. in terms of having the best experience, right? Because rejection is nothing more than the perception of loss of something we wanted, right? But if we were to look at all the drawbacks, if we had gotten the job truly and bringing them from your subconscious to the forefront, I believe they're always equal. I think for every situation, there's equal amounts of benefits and drawbacks, mm-hmm. which is that way or half of the story. And you said it in such a unique way, but in a beautiful way. And I think learning to deal with rejection from the place of acceptance, the, the trust that you mentioned a few times is really empowering. And I hope that more women hear this message, right? Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing uh, yeah. too about about labels, the good ones, is they're because you use the word limiting. And I really love that. Um, but we often look at the bad labels as the limiting ones. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. The thing about positive labels is they often reinforce um th- I mean, they think about negative they both both do this is they reinforce uh past stories, right? Yes. Yes. And so that we have, that we have believed about ourselves and in the quote unquote positive labels or good labels that we see, or the things that we have learned to like about ourselves (laughs) because we were validated outwardly from the young age (laughs) for them or whatever (laughs) is the, like, so for instance, say, let's just take the performing career, um, because that's what, what I grew up knowing is Say you have been told you're very beautiful your whole life, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. You're very beautiful. Oh, you're an ingenue. Oh, you're going to be – like you will You will get told this. Like you're, you're going to be love interest. You're going to be rom-com. You're going to be – so certain things may come along your way. You see yourself through a certain lens and you love the lens. Like you're like, oh, I'm very beautiful. That's awesome. Like woohoo, yay me. I'm gorgeous, <laughs> you know? And and that's a very – that's where you're getting your – confidence from, right? Yeah, or your yeah. your validation from. And so that can, however, create a certain blindness. Absolutely. Right? So you're not maybe including yourself in potentially even looking at going out for the smart, smarter, quote unquote, because I'm not saying beautiful, you can't be smart. That's not what I'm saying. Just be clear. But <laughs> the way writing has been in the past, although it is changing, yes. you know, you, you they categorize actors, you're going to go out for this type of role and you're going to go, your agent thinks of you a certain way, et cetera. Right. So, so you may even not even put yourself in the running for things because you're, you're like, oh, I'm a beautiful girl or woman or person, however you identify. Right. So you may put yourself in that category and, and you could be, you know, cutting off your nose to spite your face, (laughs) you know, in that sense, like you're, you're taking yourself out of the running. So you don't even open the lens wider because you're too busy loving that label that you have, if that yeah. makes any sense. I had a friend or um, have rather, still my friend, <laughs> I have a friend <laughs> um, who uh, very much so, uh, very beautiful. Um, we'd be in class together and I remember one day she said, and it, it, like, it just it was so honest and so vulnerable and I really learned a lot from her in that moment. She said, you know, I'm funny. I'm funny with my friends. But when I get up here in class, I need to be funny. I haven't spent a lot of time cultivating that in myself and sharing that with people. So I don't, I can't, I don't know how to be funny in front of people because how people see me is very beautiful. So I've worked on cultivating publicly the beautiful Instagram mm-hmm. person. But I, I don't know what it looks like to share the funny side of myself publicly. And so in her scenes would have a lot of trouble connecting 
with that person because she hadn't tested it out on a lot of people. So she was very vulnerable. She was like, I can't be, how am I going to be funny? Uh, I don't know if it's actually funny. Five of my friends think I'm funny, but am I actually funny? <laughs> right? Yeah. Because she yes. had, had so identified with this, this beautiful label. That is such and, a and by the way, example. She's hilarious. <laughs> she's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Oh. You know, no, the, so yeah. just to share that with you. This episode is brought to you by the Wage Release Shift, a program that I am so excited to share with you. And actually, more than a program, this is a partnership in which I join forces with you to take you on this incredible journey, which is Wage Release. Together, we will explore all the necessary mind shifts to get you to places you've never been before, as well as learn what is going on with your hormones, especially as you transition into later phases of being a woman. All of that combined with tasty, healthy, super easy to make foods and recipes to help you balance hormones, eat for your needs and release excess weight in the process. If you're curious or ready to learn more and join me and all these other wonderful women on this journey, I encourage you to apply at the link below. To learn more, visit naturallyjoyous.ca slash release. And I look forward to chatting with you and getting to know you better. Totally. That really, really lands. And I have a, like a, a bit different experience of that, but like I was born and raised in Brazil and yes. in Brazilian standards, I was considered from what people talk to you, the box that they put me in as I met the standards of beauty in Brazilian culture. Then I moved to Canada in my early twenties. And here uh, people were telling me that I looked different, unique, and exotic and that for me was almost like an identity crisis. I did not understand what that meant. I did not mm -hmm. understand how overnight, <laughs> right, that label that I accepted, and yes, I used to be proud of back then, didn't apply anymore, right? Because the people now perceiving and judging have different standards or different right. expectations, right? Yeah. Uh, and I remember that being, when I was first, the first time somebody called me exotic, I'm trying to understand what does that even mean? Like, I don't think I understand what that label means, right? Because I've never heard that label used for people before, if that makes sense. Like, yes. I, I just never had. Um, and it was a very interesting time in my life of like that identity crisis yes, <laughs> because yeah. I was attached to a perceived good label. So I really resonate with what you're saying and us trying to find our bots, right? Isn't it a lot more freeing <laughs> if those mm -hmm. labels were somewhat removed and we could just, just be right. But of course right. it's a work in progress. Right. Absolutely. And the attachment to those labels is where the rejection comes in. When you're attached exactly. to the labels, that means someone can also take them or give them to you, validate them or not validate them, right? So it's that yeah. what you were just saying, that idea of attachment. So, And like so, you said too, about missing opportunities that we don't put ourselves in those because we perceive we will be pre-reject, we pre-reject the situation, right? Mm -hmm. Because we, we don't, don't even see it. We're not even in, the, we're not, we're like, I don't, I'm not even gonna, it's, it's not even that I'm, you don't even see the box to tick. Yeah. It's not like you see the box and you're get, and you're just like, no, I won't take that box. You don't know that box exists for you. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I love that perspective. I think it's very in interesting to bring that in because a lot of times people think a rejection is a negative label, it's a negative thing, mm -hmm. right? And so it gave such a beautiful, you know, dual perspective here. That's wonderful. And before we close, like... One of the things that I wanted just to touch on briefly, mm -hmm. and if you want to talk about your podcast, uh, Q2Q as well, that would be wonderful. Yeah. The whole concept of unlocking greatness. Mm. So take us through, like, what is your perspective and your take on this topic? So unlocking greatness to me means living your most authentic, truthful, honest, unapologetic um, self. And that does not mean, I mean, a part of it is like that you are bold and brazen and whatever, but, um, or that you're bold and brazen and, you know, 
take charge. Absolutely. That can be a side of it. And I, I align myself with women I feel are like that. And I feel that (laughs) spirit, but it's also, it's also being open to, it's also just being vulnerable. Yeah. Um, I find one of my superhuman powers is I have, there's great strength and vulnerability. Yes. Um, and that's where I conjure most of my strength from is, is going, I'm going to be brave enough to let you see me warts and all and trust that the right people will surround me because if you show up in your full self and your full greatness, your full authenticity, you become the North and South pole all at once. So Mm -hmm. the people that are going to be for you or are attracted to you will be like a magnet Mm -hmm. because there's truth there and people sense the truth. So like, oh, I know that. There's truth. I got, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I like that truth. And the people who are like, "Hmm, okay, cool, but not for me. Yeah. It will bounce off of you. Yes. In whatever way, shape or form that looks, right? So um, that's why I – I believe vulnerability is a strength because actually when you strip away, and again, this is a work in progress for me. Uh, it's a work every day to show up in that. But my aim is to show up as my most vulnerable, open and honest self. Um, and again, <laughs> say the truth, even when might make people angry or might people might not have to, uh, but also to not quit on the conversation either. Yeah. I think, I think uh, authenticity requires that too. It's like, we're living, I feel, in times where <laughs> we're like, this is my truth, and this is what I'm going to say about this, and da, 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 and we have all the things to say, but then we're like, and that's where it stops. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't find a lot of – I don't find those conversations gratifying. I don't want to be that person, but yeah. also I think that's where – like there's no change happening there. There's no human connection. There's no understanding. I'd much mm-hmm. rather be in connection w- with like the person on the other side of you is always a human. Always, always. No matter whether you agree with them or not, whether you think they're misguided, there are so many reasons for the things we believe and think and feel and act on and don't act on. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, like bottom line, common denominator, we are all human. And also, I think, sorry, it's going on a tangent here, but the conversations are continued. I think sometimes we're like one and done and that's that and, you know, but to be like, okay, I'm going to share my heart with you and okay, you disagree with what I think and that makes me feel a little uncomfortable and weird. Ow, ew, weird. Uh (laughs) <laughs> but can you stay in that place? Can you stay open? That's the place of openness. Can you stay in that place and then go, hmm, and not write that person off in front of you? Yeah. To go, you know, next time I see them, maybe we'll talk about it again. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe they'll have something to add to the conversation. Maybe I'm – because you're going to leave that conversation and hear something, have another conversation, have another experience, which then broadens your human experience. So the next time you come to that person – you're a different person yeah, and so are absolutely. they. Mm-hmm. So that is a part of greatness as well. Being able to stay in that, uh, that, that place of unknowing, that place <laughs> of I feel all the things and, and ultimately allow for the conversation to be continued and not write people off. Um, I, yeah. And I, I'm saying that as a very specific thing of greatness just because I feel like it's in the zeitgeist right now is we're canceling mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. left, right, and center. And I, I think, yeah. I think it's the wrong, I think it's the wrong avenue. I think, yeah. I, I think people have the right to be redeemed. I feel that people have the right to, um, change their opinions. Yeah. I don't know about you, but any mm-hmm. time when I have felt attacked or whatever, it rarely makes me want to change my opinion in the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> makes me want to double down. <laughs> yeah. Right? Shame does yeah. not fe- make you want to go, oh, you know, maybe I will change my mind. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I just feel like we, continuing conversations is is kind of where we need to work on ourselves as a human kind right now. Yeah, absolutely. I love everything you said. And 
like the whole concept of vulnerability, even I was kind of thinking back to when we first met at the first, like we're all in yoga mats sitting yes, down. Yes. And, and that for me was a, like, I wasn't the first one to speak mm-hmm. at that day. And I was grieving the loss of my grandpa, which was a recent event at that time, yeah. very difficult. And yes. I wasn't even going to bring it up to be honest, but if I were to think back and I did, it was your vulnerable share I think you're the deepest one to share most vulnerably. It actually gave me permission and I felt, oh, it's safe, right? Because I was like, you know, in my head, just like trying to protect my feelings. I didn't want to cry in public, all those things. And yeah. so I just wanted to kind of share that as a, a beautiful gift you gave me, probably not even knowing at that time. <laughs> oh, thank you. Showing up and being yourself and practicing that, you know, showing up as your most vulnerable and true self you actually allow me to kind of go there too and get a pretty wonderful experience out of now feeling safe to do so. So I just want to share that as a bonus, oh. extra part of greatness. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thanks. Absolutely. That's really sweet. Yeah. Thank you. It was a, a wonderful experience from that moment on, right? So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, and Chelsea, for those that would love to hear more, like you have such a refreshing perspective and I think you have such different life experiences, right? That a lot of the people that have come on this show, and I'm sure people will be curious to listen to your podcast and learn more about you. So tell us where we can find you. Sure. Um, you can always find me um, on my website. This is chelseajohnson.com. That's every like the hub for everything. Yes. Uh, but uh, if you want to follow along uh, my journey, my creative journey, but also the podcast, Q2Q, the performer's podcast, you can go to Instagram. I'm on most of the time at this is Chelsea Johnson. And same, same as Facebook at this is Chelsea Johnson and Twitter at this is Chelsea J. Mm-hmm. And uh, podcast is available wherever you get your, your podcast. So Q2Q, the performer's podcast. I love it. And I'll make sure to add all those special links to our show notes (laughs) as well to make it super easy for people to click on and be able to find you. Thank you so much for your time and for your, this inspired conversation. I'm so grateful for you and having met you uh, and very grateful to have you on the show as well. Thank Thank you. you. I'm, I'm honored to be here and it's been a delight getting to know you and it was a delight getting to know you that day. And I, I really appreciate your friendship. Likewise. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.